Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast. I'm the Summoner Ordo, and he is my five-star summon, Cardwiz. Build an army. Trust no one except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast. And before my good friend Ordo, before you spend all of your orbs and all of your real-life money to try to buy more orbs to get me to plus ten, I must ask you, what have you been playing recently? Well, what I've been playing honestly hasn't changed too much from the last time. I've still been hitting uh, Danganronpa, Yakuza 5, and uh, Pokemon Arceus, uh, or Arceus. I don't. I never know how to actually say that. Um, I rolled credits on Arceus, but I've done like I've been doing like the post game stuff on it, and and then kind of bouncing back. I kind of doubled down on getting some of the Yakuza stuff done. Which for me, that game has jumped from Yakuza with initial D to Yakuza with big with Cabela's big game hunter. Now it's like Yakuza with like a dance game, like DDR or something like that. So I get that game's going places and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but as far as something recent, uh, just before we stopped playing this, um, or uh, we started recording this, I was playing uh, stranger of paradise, final fantasy origin, uh, the demo that's been out for the PS five. And it's, uh, it's actually a pretty good game, uh, so far, at least from what I've ha- what I've played of it. I don't know much about that game. I just remember I've seen true trailers of that one. The first one, which kind of looked very generic and just had a, that weird vibe. It was just like, wait, is Final Fantasy trying to be Dark Souls? What's going on? This is weird and dumb. And then the second trailer came out, which was weird because it had a guy just in the Final Fantasy medieval world just pl- listening to an MP3 player which produced some amazing memes, by the way. I'm, I might well look those up again because those actually made me laugh a lot. But I, I, I didn't understand the vibe of this game. What, what do you think of it? Uh, I, I didn't really get it either. Uh, but then, like I said, I downloaded that free demo. Um, it does not run very well with the HDR turned on. I had to turn HDR off, and it started running like really well. But you can go, you can swap through all like the different class systems and stuff like that. So I've been playing. Uh, the fighter class and I've been mixing up with fighter and mage. I think I just unlocked the black mage class. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, this game has a job system. Yeah. It's got a whole job system. Like <laughs> it, so like you'll go to equip a weapon. It'll like, uh, for example, the, um, like the knuckles, it'll say, Oh, you can't use this in your default class. Do you want to switch to a different job? And so you switch to that. You can, you can do, I think two jobs at a time and you can switch between them anytime. Um, Right as the demo ended, I actually got the option to uh, be able to get more more options for my party members. Uh, so I kind of played them with their basic classes. Um, and then I went back and played as Jack, you know, Jack Garland. Chaos. And I had... It's hard to explain. It's, it's, it's just really fun to play. The story is probably going to end up being nonsense. But it's really fun to play. Um... It actually wasn't on my radar to actually pick up, but give it a few months. And I think if my backlog's clear ish, I might actually dive into that game. I had zero interest in this game, but you're describing it to me as like, okay, maybe I'll give that a shot one day. Maybe that maybe that maybe that's a game pass game. If that ever comes to game pass, there are too many games in the backlog, man. There are too many games. No, I know one of the games you're fixing to talk about. I was just like, man, I want to buy it. Tax return just hit, but I got too much on my plate right now. I know I've got so many things going on. I'm slowly working through my backlog. I've 
I finished Atelier Riza. I finished Atelier Sophie. And I'm, I've am i gotten back into Trails of Cold Steel 3. I'm getting through that one. I'm in Chapter 3 of that game. And I, I, I love the crazy story. I love the battle system. I love the characters. love the customization of the battle system. It's just... It's a, it's a great game. I just need to slowly get through it because I've already put the 200 plus hours into the first two games. I need to get through the third game so I can get to the fourth game so I can get to the other games that are finally being localized in the next year or two. There's too much Trails of... There's too much Legend of Hero stuff and that doesn't even go into the Trails of the Sky stuff, which I've never touched. Uh, you and I, we, we kind of live in this RPG uh, nightmare. It's a fun nightmare, but a nightmare nonetheless... <laughs> Yeah, there are and there are other RPG nightmare worlds to live in, like Elden Ring, which I'm also kind of living in. It's I've never been the biggest Dark Souls fan. I've loved the idea of the system and I've loved the design. That's the biggest thing I could say about Dark Souls 1, 3, and kind of 2 from what I've played. I those have some of the best world designs. And that that's the biggest selling point for me. I love the world. And when they went open, said they were going open world, I was very terrified. Just like, how can are they? How is Dark Souls one of the coolest Metroidvania style level designs going to work in an open world? And it actually works. I I am enjoying my time exploring that nightmare hellish world, coming across things and noping out. And the, I still don't really know how to progress in the main story because it's Dark Soulsy Vegas. But I I think I'm on my way. I'm having a good time. I've got Wolverine claws and I'm wielding a magic wand. So I'm living the dream. I have um, the only experience I've ever had with Dark Souls is that um, back in my day, uh, when it was on, when it was free for Xbox, um, what was it? Games with gold, I want to think the service was. And they put Dark Souls 1 on there. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to play this and you know, see what all the hype's about. Because I think Dark Souls 2 is out at that point. And so I went to play it, and I was just starting through the character creator, and you and our two other regular friends got online. I was like, okay, well, we'll just form the Xbox Live party like we usually do. And it would not let me be in an Xbox Live party. It would it kept kicking me back out to the menu and said it wasn't allowed. So I was like, oh, if that's the case, then I'm just not going to play Dark Souls. And uh, that's my experience with Dark Souls. Yeah, that was my first experience with Dark Souls. Just a great way to put a bad taste in your mouth, but... Years later, they've kind of the more modern games have stopped doing that, thankfully, because that was just an awful, stupid idea. It, I'm now enjoying the games for what it is. Uh, Elden Ring is absolutely fantastic. I would recommend playing it. But there's another game that I actually like more, more than the game everyone is already proclaiming game of the year. Ordo, I got my hands on some turn-based strategy, baby. After a year of hype that I've been excited for. I finally got my hands on the triangle strategy. Oh, there's so many triangles, so many strategies, and I love it so much. Let me tell you something, pal. Uh, we have triangles in Fire Emblem. We got, uh, we got Katria, we got Paula, we got S. They got a triangle attack. Uh, why don't you just stick with Fire Emblem, pal? Because sometimes I want, I need to wait for things in between Fire Emblem games, sadly, because the Fireable main guy games aren't coming out soon enough for me, so give me some triangle strategy. I've always liked Final Fantasy Tactics. I never beat the original one on PlayStation because I wasn't good enough when I first played it, and I haven't picked it up since. And I greatly enjoyed Final Fantasy Tactics Advance because I back on the day on the 
Game Facts Fire Emblem message boards, it was like, if you like Fire Emblem, you'll love Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Tactics Ogre. Those are the games for you. But I could never find Tactics Ogre. I thought it was a weird name. So I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, loved it. And now I am playing this game, which is basically the Team Japan. I think that's the team saying, it, well, if Square Enix itself isn't going to make a Final Fantasy Tactics game, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it better than them. And I'm loving it. I The art style is wonderful. The battle system is wonderful. Story is wonderful. Voice acting is wonderful. There are minor complaints to it, but I will get to those in a minute. What was that you were going to say? I will say my experience was that I tried Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I was playing as some kid, and there was like a snowball fight, and I was just like, this, where's Ramza? The character I've always heard about. And, uh... Yeah, so that was pretty much it. But then I was thinking, like, Project Cross Zone One and Two are technically strategy games in that same vein. So I mean, those are really those are actually the that's actually my experience playing like that style of a tactical strategy game. It is kind of in in that it's kind of like an isometric battle system, but it's like the battle systems, I loved Project X Cross Zone, Project X Zone, whatever it was supposed to be called. It is supposed to be Cross Zone. The, the story is just a fun romp of experiencing your favorite Capcom characters coming together to do weird things or just favorite RPG or just random advertiser guys coming together to form this weird battle system, which I really loved. The final triangle strategy is scratching that tactics itch and that story itch, which I don't get from anything besides Fire Emblem, really. And this story, good lord. I have been streaming this game. I last night I streamed for about four hours or so. I did one battle. So one hour of battle, three hours of story and talking and decisions and detective work. There's also detective work in this game that you have to do and trying to deal with whatever choices you have, trying to convince your teammates what the best choice is. And you have to use logic, which might apply to them and and throughout this entire game, there are so many things I'm loving about this. The thing that I need to know about it when I ever I do a new game plus or whenever I look up stuff online, just every now and then in the top right corner, it will say Saranoa, your main character, his uh, convictions have strengthened. But sometimes it'll be after I climb a ladder or after I pick up something shiny off the ground or if I do a minor level up for a certain person's weapon. It's just like, I don't know what systems are going on behind the scenes in this game but i need to know but i'm not going to look it up because i don't want to spoil it but it seems so insane with what's going on how is climbing a ladder changing enhancing my convictions oh well he heard the snake eater theme i'm still in a dream we never recorded the parody we did did we no i've still got the instrumental sitting here i can send that to you I need to do that because that was like a year ago when I promised to do that. I just thought of that now for the first time in a year. Dang it. I'm Me too. So, <laughs> too I'm many so, things have happened in the real world. I have it written. It's not good, but I have it written and I sang it once, but it turned out poorly. But I, dang it, I need to do that. Uh, for those who don't remember or those who are new to the podcast, when Gatekeeper was in the lead of the polls, I said, if Gatekeeper actually wins this, I will do... I will sing Gatekeeper in the style of Snake Eater. I wrote it out when it happened. And dang it, I need to do that now. That's I even made a. Uh, I even made a custom thumbnail for it. 
God, we have to. I have to do it in time to do that and record, and hopefully it'll turn out good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oh my goodness, we we do. I I, I love the stupid stuff we do. <laughs> oh yes, that's what makes this podcast great. But play triangle strategy. You've got the side characters, like apparently, like the behind the scenes things that are determining what your convictions are, also determines who what side characters you recruit and when you recruit them, because I was watching someone else play and they were like two chapters behind me, but they had recruited like two or three people that are just like, I don't know who you are. How have you recruited this person? And I haven't, but I, I love this game so much. I, the concerns I have about this game is that it does have like a branching story based on like how you choose, but because there are so many early branches, they do tend to go back into a hole to form one cohesive story at some point, but it's still being done so well. I, I rarely know. I've only noticed like one time. It's just like, this doesn't make sense. This probably makes more sense if I played the other path. I've only had that happen once, but I'm, I'm loving the branching story. It feels right. I feel like I'm creating my own personal story that I'm experiencing and your story is going to be different from mine. It's, uh, I'm loving this game so freaking much. It's hard to stream because, again, I'm getting like three hours of story and one hour of battle, and I'm bad at the battles. Dear Lord, I need to grind in that game. Triangle Strategy is great. Play Triangle Strategy. And by chance, if someone wanted to watch you, where would they find you? Twitch.tv slash Cardwiz. That is Twitch.tv slash Cardwiz. Watch me lose my mind as I don't know how words are spelt. Did you ever get those brigands? I haven't recruited the brigands. I hope I can recruit the brigands. I pray I can recruit the brigands because I love them so much. They're they're minor, minor spoiler. The enemies from chapter one, I love them. I want them to be recruited. I hope they are recruitable. Please let them be recruitable. They're my best friends. I was doing a bunch of chores and I uh, I was like, because I, I like to listen to something or have something on in the background. So I was like, uh, let's check out this. Let's check out this VOD. And uh, I think I caught like an hour of you, uh, that very first map. I was just like, I was like, I hope he gets those brigands. I hope I do too, but I, I don't know if I'm near the end game. I'm, I'm trying to think if I make, should make this joke or if it counts as a spoiler. Uh, nah, I'm going to make the joke anyway. I, I'm like half, I, I may be halfway into the game and I've reached a point where it's just like, am I about to fight God? Am I already at that part of the JRPG? Are you already hinting at that? We're already about to attack and dethrone God this early. Maybe, maybe it's on the branch I'm on that gives me the hints of that, but I don't know. I need, I need I play Triangle Strategy. It's just an amazing game. I pro- it, it's an RPG. I'm going to dethrone God at some point, or, but maybe that's only one of the branches. Who knows how many ending branches there are? Maybe one, I end up fighting God. Maybe one, I end up fighting a circus girl. I don't know. A circus girl? I love circus girl. Circus girl rules. She's Oh, she's a real character. Yes, Circus Girl is awesome. She she has a decoy, and like the decoy is just like, thank you for saving me from so many hits. Thank you, I love you. Well, uh, we'll definitely cut that off because I know I you and I could probably just sit here and talk about Triangle Strategy. I, I mean, you could because I've not I've never I'm not properly played. I still got the demo sit on the Switch. Yeah, if you're cutting this and think I went off on too much of a tangent or just fi- I had no hard feelings there because I'm just loving this game. I want to talk about it forever. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Um, but we uh, we do have to move on to the main event. Uh, five years ago, 
five years ago. It's hard to believe it's been five years. Uh, there was a big Nintendo Direct, and one of the big things that actually came out of that Direct was Fire Emblem Heroes. And I went back and watched that, like bits and pieces of that initial reaction trailer, and I wanted to like get your thoughts back, if you can remember back to 2017. What was your initial reaction of the announcement of Fire Emblem Heroes? My initial thought was, maybe I can recruit Lon Q. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one that was voiced by the guy who voiced Lon Q. And it, was so, it just made me laugh because of how stupid it was. It was like, maybe I can get Lon Q. I, I don't know. St- stupid, stupid little thing. But I was very excited about a mobile Fire Emblem game in, in all seriousness. Because I thought that that is a style of game with all of its history, all of its characters that lends to a gotcha style game. And I do love myself a little bit of a gotcha game. Speaking of gotcha, we got to uh, preface this. This is a gotcha game. So we got to do the whole gotcha warning thing that if you have uh, issues with that sort of thing, uh, gambling and all that stuff, this is probably not the game for you. And the Emblem Support podcast, both myself and Cardwiz, we do not endorse gotcha that's for safety on our part except for xenoblade chronicles 2 i support the gotcha system in don't cardwiz don't you get waifu and husbando swords that are people and dragons and stuff like that and you don't spend real money you spend in-game currency give me that gotcha please let xenoblade Th- chronicles 3 have that it won't but i want it okay off sorry tangent over <laughs> that's okay that's okay yeah but um minus reaction um, at a potential Fire Emblem mobile game was just like, eh, I'm not really sure because you think about how scummy they, how scummy like a lot of like those gotcha games have been, been like, oh, here's like the weapons. And then um, when you think about Fire Emblem and durable weapons, it's like, okay, they could probably charge money for like uh, weapon breakage and all that stuff, but they don't. Um, but when you actually saw it, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty cool and like one of the one of the coolest things that they did is that they're like all these characters will be getting like brand new art and voice lines like some characters have never ever 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 been voiced before and so now like you were actually getting like personalities to associate with these characters rather than like the like voice in your head and stuff and those early days were really interesting because like the art styles really vary there were a a lot of slightly different art styles. It's like over the years, they've sort of coincided into one similar art style, but there were some that were like, I remember Hector having like a really weirdly cartoony look to him. It's like, it, it was an interesting approach to have like so, so many different artists with different versions of their own art styles, drawing these same characters. And it, it was a really interesting look in those early days. And it wasn't really just like random artists, like, a good number of these artists had worked on Fire Emblem before. Like um, one of the best characters to ever exist in the Fire Emblem universe, and I will not hear otherwise, Virian. Um, he's actually drawn by the Game Boy Advance artist Wada Sachiko, or I think she just did. Um, I think she just did Sacred Stones and um, Fire Emblem Seven, if I remember right. Um, and so you kind of have like deals like that, or you have. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what her name is. Uh, uh, Sinri Kita, the person who I say never, ever, 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 ever misses on, uh, I think it's a woman, uh, her art either. Uh, you have her drawing like Carla from Fire Emblem 7, and she's the artist from Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. So you kind of have like cool mix-ups like that. And then you have like people who are like completely new. Um, one, I want to say, 
is listed as Kaya 8. And they did the original version of Azora as well as the um, the Norian. Was it the I forget what they call it, but it's her like Norian of Norian attire. And if you look at that initial Azora and then look at the more recent Azora that came out by the same artist, you can see like how that artist actually improved like over the years. It's really cool to see. Of course, we had the same. I, I don't know if it was a problem because I don't remember the details of the story that much, but this had a similar feeling to Fire Emblem Warriors where instead of Banana Twins, we did have other main characters, although one of them was an Ana, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she is. She's actually the, I guess we'll talk about the, uh, the characters. Like our three main characters are Alphonse, who's the Prince of Asker. Sharina, the princess of Asker, and then you have Commander Anna, who is the leader of the army, and basically the sort of the leader of the heroes as well. So the the premise of this game is that we are the summoner who is summoning heroes to save this world of Asker. Um, yeah, and it's actually pretty cool because like some heroes actually come from different points in their lives. So some of the Gen One genealogy characters, and I'll use Ira as an example because she has amazing art and was probably one of my favorite units that I used to have. That I no longer have. Um, I'll get to, probably get to that in a second. Um, she's one of my she's one of my favorites, and like she fully notes that you know, hey, things went bad for us. And then you have uh, a character like Nino from Fire Emblem Seven, who's like, you know what? It would be so cool if I had kids one day. Like maybe I could even have twins. And of course, that alludes to the fact of like um, Lou and Rai are her sons from like way off in the future. And then you have like situations where. The Valentine's Day version of Roy, um, the Tempest, this whole thing called the Tempest comes up and he's, he's worried for Elliewood who's in this game. And like Elliewood's a much younger, younger than he is in Fire Emblem six. And he's like, Hey, you know, I know your father in your time is a much older and sickler man, but my chances are better. I'm younger. Let's go out there and win this. And so it's really cool that they can like mix and match interactions like that. So my good friend Ordo, over over the years, I've seen a lot of amazing and really cool artwork of all of these characters and all of their alternative arts being posted on Twitter and such. And they've all been so cool and interesting looking. But I I have to ask, is is there like a do they try to give a canonical reason why people are dressed up as bunny girls and Santa and Halloween costumes and beach attire? I, they really don't. I mean, is is for that? It's just typical gotcha fanfare. I, I knew that, but I was curious if they tried to rationalize it because that would be interesting and stupid in the best kind of ways. Probably the only time something like that has been rationalized is when Erica was uh, DLC for like Fire Emblem Awakening, and she's like, "I accidentally touched this bouquet of flowers, and now I'm in this wedding dress, and I don't know what is happening." Appropriate. <laughs> And then like new heroes, they're just sort of, unfortunately, like as time has gone on, I think book one sort of kind of did the best where some of the heroes were like, oh, we're here uh, because we have this whole contract thing. And like, as time has gone on, like the heroes are no longer, or the characters that show up are just kind of like, oh, they'll spout a line from the original game and they just happen to be on this map. And so, yeah, they're the actual character's importance is not as great as it was in uh, book one, but yeah, they're still kind of there. And over the years, they've added features. Like since I stopped playing, I saw that they added like a support system and able to trade or sacrifice people for skills. How, how do you think that affects the gameplay? I mean, it affects it in like 
a lot of ways because some characters they may only have like an A or a C skill, or they may be, or they may be missing. Uh, like for example, um, a character they added last year, uh, Raphael. He's this like Pelagian version of him. It, it's a whole thing. It's a whole like little mini story. But like he has a he has a B skill and a C skill, but he doesn't have an A skill. So then you could like look through your heroes and be like, well, you know, who has like an A skill that'd be really good for him? And it kind of just depends on what you're looking for um, for a team what for like your team. And of course. People do like custom like builds and stuff that you can always find and and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it can it can really change the dynamic of how a character is. Like some characters have become broken because of how those dynamics can change. Like a a thorn in everyone's side right now is uh, Fallen Edelgard, which you know spoilers for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, she turns into that giant hegemon husk, and I faced one who not only did she attack you for massive damage when she wasn't near any of her allies, she would also heal herself for 13 HP every time she did. And even if you did manage to attack her, someone had given her Ike and Lucina and, and uh, Krom's Aether skill. And so then she was cutting your defense in half and healing herself on top of her other healing. And like, it's a whole snowball effect if you don't know how to deal with like certain units. That sounds utterly miserable and why I don't like playing the competitive multiplayer games in most things, because I don't like dealing with having to form an equation to figure out how to take out an individual enemy that I might not randomly face. Yeah, it's 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 uh, if you see like fallen Edelgard in like the Coliseum, like don't just just pick someone else to fight. Of course, what people have actually found themselves doing is though they'll put like a little weak like they'll put um like a weak unit or a unit that's kind of like unassuming in their slots. So when you, when you highlight, highlight their name, it's just like, Oh, there's Olivia. I could beat a team with Olivia. And then as soon as you load their team up, you'll see, Oh, there's Olivia and a fallen Edelgard and you know, whoever, but like fallen Edelgard, she's a menace. But you know, when we talk about characters in that sort of sense, you know, what would, where would we be without like the memes that came from this? I were, I remember it was either the first or the second choose your own legends. I love, there was so much fan art of, I think it was Marth and Ephraim supporting each other. Or maybe it was Ike and Ephraim. It was like two of the guy fan bases had just gotten together and were just doing art of supporting each other. It made me smile. It was weirdly heartwarming. Off the top of my head, that's the only thing I remember meme wise. I remember once or similar to that. It was the voting gauntlet and Dorcas was in it and Dorcas was up against Sigurd and people had drawn them like being like, I haven't like Dorcas show his picture of Natalie to Sigurd and Sigurd's like, Oh man, I love my wife too. Like we're both dudes who loves our wives. This is amazing. And, um, you, you really, I mean, Dorcas in Dorcas in himself was memed into the game into the, in the first place. So, I mean, he's probably my favorite meme, uh, Reinhardt just because of, and it's kind of funny cause he's a Thracia seven seventy six character, which you may get a handful of lines in those characters from that game. And somehow he became one of the biggest faces of the game just because of how in the beginning, how broken you can make him. If you had a Reinhardt who had like, uh, his attribute was like plus attack because he has this, uh, skill. It's called dire thunder. And Dire Thunder is essentially a brave weapon, so it'll attack you twice before you even get to go. Now, if you combine something like that with like a Death Blow, which gives him plus four, and then give him uh, Vantage, 
which means if he has low health and you attack him, he'll attack you first and he'll hit you twice before you go. He just became like an absolute unit for like the longest time. He's still, he's not as big as as he once was, but he's still pretty up there. And like, without something like Fire Emblem Heroes, like no, no one would be talking about Reinhardt. Honestly, like no one was talking about Reinhardt before Fire Emblem Heroes. He was just a character from a forgotten game in the series. And that's why I really like um, how memes in this sense can actually like bring characters sort of back from the, you know, quote unquote dead. One of the things I've loved about Fire Emblem Heroes and how it works with its community is like the choose your own legend holds are such a big deal in this game and in this community. I love watching people sort of rationalize and come up with arguments about, no, we should all be supporting this character. We should be supporting this character because they haven't made an appearance. We shouldn't be voting for this character because they already have three alts and stuff like that. They have done, I don't know how personal it is, but they've done a great job of keeping their community engaged and interested in what's going on with Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, and the voice actors get involved too because you know now they're just kind of pulled into it as well. And that th- this is not a negative. This is never a negative, but if they pull for a character that they voice and they like, that means that character will get in the game again with a new alt. That means, you know, more voice lines, more, and that's more work for them. That's, I'm totally fine with that. I'd be doing the same thing. Some people might look at that as a negative, but I mean, it's cool to see the voice actors engage with the community and stuff. Like, um, I, I forget what his name is. I think his name is Christian Lamont. He was the, he's the voice of Ignatz in Fire Emblem Three Houses, but he's also the voice of Selif. And he was really campaigning hard for Selif this year in Choose Your Legends, and he ended up getting number two. And he's just like, I know the character of Selif. I he, he's his his voice lines are really good because I have the legendary Selif. Um, yeah, so it's it's cool to see people just be so engaged in the cosplay that's come out of this man. Like people are cosplaying characters and people are drawing characters that they never would have done before Fire Emblem Heroes. Like, you may have seen something like, yeah, okay, that character got some fan art, um, and then you may have not heard of them everything again, but now there's like this constant stream of Fire Emblem characters getting all this great fan art. And it's it's amazing, like, how engaged, like, Heroes has made this community of Fire Emblem. I mean, it's it's... It's the top selling, or sorry, it's it's the mobile game that's made the most money for Nintendo, discounting Pokemon because that goes into the Pokemon Company's books. Um, that for a reason, you know, that's really cool to see. How dare you disparage Doctor Mario's thing, which wasn't good at all, or Mario Kart Super Tour? It's getting levels in the new game or in the current yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't write this down, but Cardwiz, can I throw some shade? I love me some shit. Okay, okay. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Fire Emblem Heroes is a much better gotcha than Mario Kart because there's nothing special about playing as a Mario character. They're in so many different games that just putting Waluigi in a bus driver's uniform doesn't mean anything. But getting to play as a character that you haven't seen for the longest time or letting them get get like focus or specific character lines or character moments that's special because a lot of people connect to these different characters for different reasons, whether it be their backstory or them as a unit in a game. And you, you don't get that with like a Mario character because you can Mario characters are so readily available across the board. Whereas Fire Emblem heroes or Fire Emblem in general, like they may get like a game and you may never see them again. Yeah, but 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 this version of Luigi has a different no, hat. He's not special. He's still a different version of Luigi. You can still play as Luigi in like probably two hundred and eighty nine more games. 
Let's move on to one of the things that the Emblem Support Podcast want, likes to focus on, the actual supports. How Now, we've talked about how this works in Fire Emblem Heroes before, but they don't really have supports, so to say. They'll have conversations in between chapters, and they'll have a special like monologue once you get to them to level 40, I think. Is that how it yep. works? And I've picked uh, I've picked out a character just for you. We're going to have our traditional support, but I wanted to pick out a character just for you, Cardwiz. He's somewhat of an icon when it comes to the Emblem Support podcast. It's none other it? than Virion. Yeah. Okay. I'm kidding, Cardwiz. It's your boy, the mutton man himself, Dorcas. There's a reason he's my icon on Twitch. He's my boy. I Love Dorcas. And now I get to read a monologue by him. Huzzah! Character development. I became a mercenary to earn money for my wife's medicine. The job took me off the straight and narrow. But then I met Lynn and the others. They've set me straight. Helped me to see things clearly again. I want to do right by them for all that they have done for Natalie and me. I know you're all fighting for a good cause, just like Lynn. And I don't plan on making the same mistake twice. I hope you'll let me continue fighting by your side for as long as I can. And they better pay Dorcas more than 2,000 gold. Uh, don't screw my boy over. He's just trying to help his wife out. He's just a good guy. Only enough, like my, my favorite character, Joshua, he's actually good friend with Dorcas in this game. And he's just like, he doesn't, he doesn't ask he basically wants to have Marth, I'm sorry, the masked Lucina Marth, um, hire them all for 30,000 gold apiece. They're royal. They can handle yeah. it. But it was, a, it was a nice little conversation. Just get to recap Dorka's story a bit. He actually sort of really addresses like, yeah, I screwed up by siding with bandits because they were the only ones who'd pay. But just like, it's nice to it for him to address that because after the initial conversation, don't really get that in Fire Emblem 7. So I approve. I like this. This was very I want to do it just for you. I appreciate uh, that. Val. This year was a special year for Choose Your Legend 6. Uh, we had our winners for that are on the male side were Celephant number two, Chrom number one, and on the female side, Byleth number two and Tiki number one. And so I wanted to do a support with Tiki and Lucina. Lucina actually came in second on the first Choose Your Legends. I thought it was a cool way to link those two characters together. And um, let me go ahead and pull that up right quick. Card was, who would you like to voice? I will go ahead and voice Lucina. Okay, doke. Sounds fine by me. I will note that um, it's, it's kind of the start of allergy season. Uh, so my voice is not what it was. You probably even heard it like during like the last episode or even when we did that support log and I was trying to do Jacob. Uh, so my voice is not where it needs to be. So I'm going to try my best. So you want to start off with that C support? Let us do so. Ah, Tiki, how does today find Perfectly you? Perfectly well, Lucina. Why do you ask? Oh, I just wanted to say, if there's anything I can help with, please let me know. Very kind of you, but I'm fine for the moment. Ah, of course. Sorry to disturb you. It's, it's just, well, if you ever need help, I want to be there first. I'm very grateful for your, for your concern, Lucina. Truly, I am. But remember, you're an important part of this army. Your first duty should be to your fellow soldiers, especially as you once dared to take the great name of Marth as your own. That was perhaps 
rash of me. You knew him, didn't you? The great King Marth? What was he You like? did not investigate this before you took his name? Well, only the legends. I called myself Marth to feel closer to him. I've always yearned to know what he was really like. The man behind the deeds. Your enthusiasm seems sincere enough. Very well. I shall tell you about him, but not today. Perhaps the next time we meet. Oh, thank you. Tiki, I, I would hear all there is to tell. One thing that actually adds to the support in the game uh, for Tiki, she has a theme called You Have Power Like Mine. And it plays all throughout. It's a very like, it's a remix, I want to say, of the Fire Emblem 12 ending theme. And it's just very calm, serene. And it really adds to sort of the aura of Tiki's character. So adult Tiki here is like 3,000 years old. She's lived through I think even when Marth met her, she was about a thousand years old, but she's lived through the era of Marth and she slept for like a long time. And during that, you know, Marth and all of his companions and whatnot have passed away. And she's basically the only one left. And she, Tiki in that very sense is sort of a tragic character in that everyone she knows for the most part will eventually pass away unless they're, you know, uh, people like her, like dragons and such. And so when she sees Lucina or Lucina sees Tiki, you know, she's like, whoa, I get to meet someone who knew about Marth, the person's name who I took so I could have the same courage as him and be closer to him. And once you take Tiki's backstory and put it in with the C support, I think you have the start of something really good. It's a logical step that I'm glad it, that they took it's because it, it's right there. Lucina was pretending to be Marth. Lucina's talking to Tiki who knew Marth. Let's just talk about Marth for a little bit. And it's nice to talk about Marth in a game that took place thousands of years after Marth. So I, I'm very, I'm happy with the start. This is a solid start to support. Greetings, Tiki. And greetings to you, Lucina. I was hoping that today you might be able to tell me more about King Marth. You're certainly persistent in your curiosity. It's more than idle curiosity. I should know more of the man whose name I once took as my own. Who was the real Marth? Are the stories of his deeds true? What was he like? One thing I can tell you is that he treasured his friends like no one else I've ever known. He was kind, considerate, and calm. And despite his station, quick with a smile. Really? You sound surprised. I just didn't expect the, the mighty King Marth to be nice. And how did you imagine him? The Marth of history led the liberators and smashed the power of evil dragons. He brought peace to the entire world at the edge of a sword. He must have been a fierce, unforgiving man who, who struck fear in friend and foe alike. How could he not have been? When he was forced to wage such a terrible war. I suppose he was unforgiving, at least when it came to himself. He never stopped looking for a way to lead the world to peace, and every victim and sacrifice on that path haunted him. It, it sounds much like our own quest. There must be so much to be learned from him. His journey was dogged by setbacks and troubles. People did not understand his motives. He was deserted and even betrayed. How he suffered... The struggles he faced would have crushed your lesser man, but they just made Marth stronger. That is why he became the Hero King. He achieved the impossible, just as we must. No matter how steep or dangerous our path becomes, 
We will prevail. We must. Remember that Marth was an ordinary man long before he became legend. That's why he knew he couldn't do it alone, and he needed the help of allies. The hero of legend had help? Of course he did. Behind every great man stands a host of friends and comrades. You want to win a war? Then you must learn to inspire warriors and win their trust. That's why he was kind and considerate. He needed the best to stand by him. Yes, and the best loved him for it. Lucina, you can do it too. You remind me of him. You inspire trust and even love among your comrades. As long as you never give up, I have no doubt you will honor the name of Marth. You honor me. Thank you, Tiki. That's a good B. That's yeah, a good holy B. crap, dude. I got chills reading that. Because I've played Shadow Dragon. I haven't played like, um, whatever the, I haven't played Fire Emblem 3 Book 2 or Fire Emblem 12, but like, I know how like Marth struggled. So kind of hearing the recollection from Tiki and hearing her say, well, you know, he was just a man before he was anything else. I, I love that at the start, Lucinus basically has her own idea of what Marth is, and she's tr she was trying to be that version of Marth, too, because she thought she had to be that in order to inspire her people, in order to win the war, but now she's realizing, wait, that's not who he was? I, I, I'm, I'm doing this wrong, but Tiki's sort of reassuring her, no, you're you're doing what you want need to do. And just, ah, so good. How is this the B? This feels like an A. How Where does it go from here? To be honest, I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's been such a long time since I've actually read this, but the illusions that Tiki kind of gives of, of like, oh, what, that's what the legends say of Marth. <laughs> like you can, we can say that's like real life heroes or, you know, I use that term loosely heroes or legends or whatever. When we go, yeah, this dude in like 1428, man, he just wiped out an entire platoon on his own. He was the man, but it's just things that get repeated and repeated and repeated until they individually, until they eventually just become legends. And the person that is the legend is usually way, way larger than the person that they actually are. And that's sort of what we have with um, the Marth comparison here. All right, let's figure out what's going on in the A. Where does it go from there? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Working on your fencing, I see. I was just finishing my drills. I saw you helping out earlier, serving soldiers their meals. I had some free time, so I thought I'd pitch in. And before that, you were helping unload the wagons. Well, I'm stronger than I look. Those crates were no problem for me. And before that, you went to the market to purchase supplies. Honestly, it's hard to find a job or chore you're not helping out with. It's a fine thing that you're doing, trying to build bonds off friendship and trust, but... It'll all be in vain if you work yourself into the sick bed. Oh, I'm I'm fine. Truly, I I can handle. You're trying it. to emulate King Marth, aren't you? By winning the trust of the other soldiers, you hope to become a great leader. What? No, no, not at all. It's just, it's this is just how I am. Besides, I doubt legendary warriors wasted time cooking stews or going shopping. Hmm. She builds trust and wins allies without even thinking about it. Could she truly be? Uh, beg your pardon, Tiki, were you saying something? Apologies. I was lost in thought, but Lucina, I, I must tell you something. Taking the name of Marth was a fateful decision of great import. How so? I cannot be sure of your intention in taking the name, but few dare to compare themselves to legend. 
and this sets you on a path. The name invokes envy and hope in others and burdens you with their expectations. Like it or not, you carry that weight now. The only question is, will it crush you? I never realized that... Can you carry the hopes and dreams? The demands of the many? I... I don't know. I know I can't ever be like the real Marth. No one can. But if it's true what you say, and people have started to look to me, then I shall never rest until every friend has achieved their dream. Good. You know the nature of your task. That is the key to victory. I have you to thank for opening my eyes. I won't let you or anyone down. I believe you mean this, but remember your allies when you face your greatest challenges. A true hero knows when to admit she cannot go at it alone. I will take your words to heart. We will all win this war together. Spoken as Marth might himself. And that's where you go for the A support. That felt right. Yeah. It's so good. It starts off with the A support being like, oh, is Lucina just trying to do these things to try to be more like what she now realizes Marth was? No, but no, it turns out, no, she's just a good person and just in, wants to help people around her. She's like, ah, she she's embellishing all the things of Marth without even intending to do so. Yay. And you have to remember the situation that Lucina's actually in. She was she had this stuff thrust upon her when she was a very young girl. Like when the events of most Fire Emblem games, and we'll use Marth here as a comparison, Marth was, you know, that sort of vague age of 15 that he trained for two years. Again, vague age of 17. And then by 18, you know, he's fighting in wars. But Lucina was was much younger when everyone died. And then the only thing that was given to her or left to her from Krom was a sword. And I believe, I believe Krom says it himself, something like you deserved more in this world than this sword and something. It's, it's a touching quote. I can't remember what it is, but they say it during the story. And you have to remember like that weight's crushing Lucina more than anything. And knowing that her world fell, that she has to go back in time to once again, try to stop these events. And she has to, I don't know, Lucina is just such a great character. Um, I'm kind of lost in my own thoughts here because I don't know what to really say <laughs> other than... Yeah, it was, it was just the B yeah. and A supports in particular were great supports. C was okay, but that, that B and A really carries it. I, I don't know if I'd give it a four or five, but it's, like, it's at least a four. Yeah, probably, probably one of the best of Awakening supports and no shade. I promise. Um, but when you're not having to go for a romantic A support or S support, the writers can really pull out some good stuff. Sadly, we can't have the Lucina Tiki ship going on, I guess. I'm sure that's a ship. Well, Cardwiz, before we go and close out this episode, we did receive a comment. I forgot to get to it. What do the people have to say, Ordo? This one comes from a good buddy of mine. For We've known each other for about... I want to say close to 10 years. Thanks to fire emblem awakening. Uh, this is a uh, Devin Vavio from the insert title here podcast, which is a very funny podcast. Definitely go, definitely go hit those guys up because they're great. Um, and he says fire emblem heroes has improved from its initial release, but I think the constant three houses additions to the game made me lose interest in it. And I personally haven't put time into it since probably last summer. And honestly, I think that's a fair thing to say. Because I think about like 
the thing that actually got me off heroes in the first place and made me just kind of like close it out, delete all my stuff. And eventually I started all over again, but it was just like, man, they're doing nothing but awakening and fates, awakening and fates, awakening and fates, awakening and fates. And I got so tired of awakening and awakening and fates characters. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to quit. And so they really went heavy on three houses characters, honestly, for like a long time. And me, I love three houses. So it really didn't bother me that much, but when you kind of see it from the other side, it's just like, yeah, I could kind of see like why someone like who really isn't digging through houses the way I'm digging through houses would be like tired of that. Get ready for more three houses, or should I say three hopes? Because you know there are going to be multiple banners which heavily features characters from that. Oh yeah. In the months following that game's release. And just, just no, what that's just how it's gonna be. Whenever a new game in the franchise comes out, it's not going to be we're going to do this for one big launch. No, the game works is they add lots of characters and the new game is going to have lots of characters. So they have to be added individually at a time because you can't add them all at the same time. It's, it's going to be a slow trickle over months and even over like a year. It's just the downside of this type of gotcha game. Other games are going to get sort of on the back end while the new game gets all of its characters in, and then it'll go back to being more spread out. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. But I mean, Devin actually sent me this on February 1st. And then like days later, they announced that, uh, Halloween or not Halloween, uh, the Valentine's day banner. And it was awakening characters. And I was just like, how do I approach this comment without being like, but awakening, I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, but awakening characters, you know what I mean? We could go anti-awakening. No, 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 no. We, we, we go, we go to anti-fates too often. Maybe we should go anti-awakening. Twitter let me know about that. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, Devin, for the comment. And as I said, check out their podcast. Insert title here. It's really good. It's just, it's just three people shooting the, shooting the breeze. Try to keep this thing from being explicit. But yes, um, Cardwiz, as we're wrapping this up, do you have anything more to say about Fire Emblem Heroes? I look forward, maybe one day I will go back to it. Like maybe like an episode we do in like a year or two will be Cardwiz starts playing heroes after like six years away or something. Who knows? But I, I'm not against this game. I like this game. I love the art I see of this game. I love to see the passion of the fans I see in this game. It's, this is much more positive and less toxic than most games that have been around this long and have a large fan base. Yeah, I can I couldn't agree more. Of course, I'm still, I'm still playing all the time. I'm, uh, Saving for that uh, eventual Virian alt. It's going to come. One day. So, one someday. Day. Anyways, Carlos, before we get out of here today, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at KD Corley and at twitch.tv slash Cardwiz. I've been playing a lot of Triangle Strategy. I played it almost every day since it's come out. I'm going to keep playing until I beat it. And then I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But it's going to be awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at PlanOrdo at twitch.tv slash planordo and the Emblem Support podcast at Emblem Supports on Twitter. With all that said, chapter complete.